Hello and welcome to this audio recording of the weekly research roundup, the research published between the 12th and 18th of April 2022. I'm Katrina Pears, the research correspondent for the ME Association. There have been five new ME CFS studies and 14 studies on long COVID this week. There have been a range of different topics published this week, but there's very little biomedical research. We have highlighted two of the studies. Paper one is a review on the use of molecular hydrogen, H2, as a treatment option. From the literature review carried out, it is suggested that molecular hydrogen can help with mitochondrial dysfunction, therefore help to alleviate fatigue as well as having antioxidant and anti-inflammatory properties. However, there have been very few studies conducted on the use of molecular hydrogen for ME-CFS to fully evaluate its use. Therefore, this study only suggests this could be a benefit and needs further investigation. We have previously covered the use of molecular hydrogen as a treatment option. Interestingly, this study was not cited in this review. Paper 2 looks at collecting data remotely using activity trackers and diaries to evaluate the fluctuating symptoms and activity and cardio function of 148 individuals. We cannot access the full study as it's behind a paywall, but what we can tell from the abstract doesn't make this sound like a very strong study. For example, the term uplift and hassles appears to be a term created for the study and not one that we see in MECFS research. It doesn't appear that any blood samples were taken for the study and it was published in Psychosomatic Medicine. The study showed that patients which reported non-improvement in health had greater autonomic dysfunction but their activity patterns didn't differ. From this, the authors suggest that these findings suggest a possible marker of illness trajectory that could potentially advance the biomedical underpinnings of CFS. However, this seems like a very big assumption to make with no biomedical investigations occurring in this piece of research. I'm personally interested in paper 10 in the long COVID reference section due to being a breastfeeding mother myself which is a preliminary investigation to find out whether or not breastfeeding may change the outcomes of developing long COVID in children. However, the study could not find any association. It concludes that breastfeeding children is likely to reduce viral infections such as COVID and there is a need to investigate the possible link between breastfeeding and protection against not only acute COVID infection but also its long-term effects. As well as this, paper 14 shows that POTS is uncommon in long COVID despite reported orthostatic intolerance. Thank you for listening to this audio recording of the weekly research roundup. I will be back next week with the next instalment.